the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. On Monday, the United States moves its embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, the holy city. National Security Advisor John Bolton says moving the U.S. Embassy is a recognition of reality. If you're not prepared to recognize that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and that's where the American Embassy uh, should be, then you're operating on a, on a completely different uh, wavelength. I, I think recognizing reality always enhances the chances for peace. Mr. Bolton made the remarks on ABC's This Week. The Islamic State group has claimed responsibility for suicide bombings at three churches in Indonesia that killed at least 13 people and wounded dozens. The extremist group claimed uh, claimed Sunday's attacks in a statement by its news agency. Officials say that a new lava fissure has been reported and ordering more evacuations on Hawaii's Big Island. This is SRN News. To her, you're known as Sweetie, Little One, Peanut, Pumpkin, Snuggle Bunny, and a couple of others that are just too cutesy to mention on the radio. While she may have a million names for you, she is simply Mom, the wonderful woman who brought you into this world and, as she gently reminds you, could take you out. So, to the most important woman in our lives, AM 1280 The Patriot says, Happy Mother's Day. This is AM 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Coming up next is Brad Carlson, the closer right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Don't go anywhere. We're just going to give you a quick weather update. A high of 71 degrees and sunny skies for today. 80 degrees and sunny on Monday. 81 and sunny on Tuesday. All the way up to 85 and sunny skies on Wednesday. And then 80 and sunny on Thursday. All week sunny skies. I haven't said that in a long time. Stay tuned for Brad Carlson, the closer on AM 1280 The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also send us a text message. That number is 651-243-0390. And you can also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in on this uh, beautiful Mother's Day Sunday. And happy Mother's Day to all of you moms if you happen to be listening. And uh, hopefully you have been uh, dutifully celebrated today. Uh, Hopefully you're getting everything you uh, deserve and everything you desire on this beautiful day dedicated to the moms. Uh, you know, I, I can't say it enough. Moms definitely deserve more than one dedicated day, especially my mother. <laughs> I could take a whole sh- I could take an entire hour uh, of broadcast to tell you about everything my mom endured with my younger brother and I, especially since she raised us uh, as a single mom from ages three and one uh, all the way into our 20s. Yeah, my brother and I overstayed our welcome at home well into our 20s but (laughs) nonetheless that's a mother's love for you so uh, hopefully all you moms again are being celebrated and hey i'd love to hear i I mentioned during the narn pre-show i always do a narn uh, pre-show on the northern alliance radio network facebook page kind of giving a preview of show topics hey if you have a anecdote a story that you'd like to share about your mom great memory about your mom what what in your mind makes your mom so special i'd love to hear it 
uh, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. That's hashtag Narn Show. Or, hey, call us, 651-289-4488. Uh, this will be a standard show for the first few segments. I'll talk about news items. But, I, but again, I'd be glad to take any calls uh, regarding uh, great memories you have of your mom and, in particular, what she means to you and all sorts of things. Because, again, this is, this is Mother's Day. And I will be giving my mom a call uh, after the show today. I, of course, I call her every Sunday on my way home because I got about a 45-minute drive home. So I always call, and it's a nice way to unwind and catch up with mom, find out what's going on with her week, and tell her what's going on with my week and all that fun stuff. So uh, anyways, I do like I, like I mentioned, I am going to put on the obligatory uh, news analysis uh, the next couple of segments. And I talked, again, this is something I talked about in the pre-show uh, regarding Senator John McCain, who is gravely ill with brain cancer, was diagnosed, I believe, last summer, and has uh, somehow been able to travel to Washington, not as much, of course, as he'd like, because he he's very committed to being a, a United States senator. But nevertheless, uh, I, I remember specifically uh, a situation last uh, July where he came to uh, cast a vote to end the debate on the Obamacare repeal and so that they could actually have a vote on it. And I bring that up because, of course, everybody remembers John McCain being one of three Republican senators to vote no on the quote-unquote skinny repeal of Obamacare because, of course, the House passed their version of, of Obama, the Obamacare repeal, and the Senate was attempting to put through their own version. And three senators, uh, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and John McCain of Arizona, all voted no on the skinny repeal. And it ended up going down to defeat 51 to 49 because, of course, there were only 52 Republicans in, in the Senate. And I'll get back to that in a little bit because it's been brought up this past week, the memory of that vote that John McCain, everything he's done since Donald Trump became president is to kind of stick it to Donald Trump. And this has really brought into focus how politicized we've become in this country when something as uh, I don't want to say simple, but uh, as necessary as planning a funeral suddenly turns politicized. Of course, I'm talking about uh, John McCain, of course, like I said, gravely ill with brain cancer, is, let's face it, in the sunset of his life. He's 81 years old, and he's battling this this illness, and it sounds as though, I mean, if you read between the lines some of the things that his son-in-law has said, as well as his daughter, Megan McCain, that uh, he is def- he's definitely closer to the end. And, 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 and that's sad to think about. Again, uh, Senator McCain is a Republican, but he's, one of the, but he's a self-described maverick where he's just as likely to vote along the lines with Democrats as he is Republicans. You know, he's, he's definitely a more moderate Republican. And my being a conservative means I've disagreed with him on a fair number of issues. But it doesn't cloud my tremendous respect I have for his service to this country. You know the story of John McCain. When he served in Vietnam, he was a fighter pilot. He was shot down and held as a prisoner of war. I think it was for six or seven years. Long, long time. And the torture that he endured over those many years, I mean, physically, uh, well, you you see, I mean, the— he was basically tied up by his wrists and hoisted via rope and beaten. And you could tell that he can't lift his arms much above, I don't even think to his chest level because of the physical beating that he endured. And he had his uh, teeth knocked out while in kept, uh, while in being captured as well. So everything that he endured for his service to this country, in my mind, deserves a tremendous amount of respect. That's beyond reproach. But his voting record certainly is fair game. But the problem is, again, in today's political culture, it seems as though someone's voting record and their stance on policy uh, means that they're subject to personal attack. And I'm not really interested in that. There are people who are wrong, and there are people who are rotten. Okay, And there are plenty of people who are just rotten with some of the things they say, that they just all they are is about personal attacks. They're not capable of having a nuanced discussion about policy. So a story came out this past week 
that uh, regarding Senator McCain, and this is a story that I uh, talked about at uh, bradcarlson.org, and I read it. This actually New York Post excerpt. Uh, the ailing Arizona Republican who has brain cancer is organizing his funeral, and close associates have told the White House that Trump will not be invited, of course, President Trump. Instead, Vice President Mike Pence, who served with McCain in Congress, will be asked to attend the service, the New York Times reported Saturday. The ceremony will be held at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. A stream of politicians, including former Vice President Joe Biden and former Senator Joe Lieberman of Connecticut, have been visiting McCain at his Arizona ranch in a nearby hospital in recent weeks. Trump's long-running feud with McCain has roots in the early days of the 2016 presidential race. The senator criticized Trump for disparaging Mexican immigrants in the June 2015 speech in which he declared his candidacy. Three weeks later, Trump called McCain, quote, incompetent, close quote, and dismissed his experience as a prisoner of war in Vietnam. He's not a war hero, Trump told an Iowa crowd. He's a war, he- he's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. So uh, that's kind of where the Trump-McCain feud started. And Trump is an old, or excuse me, McCain is an old school senator, longtime senator, was just reelected for a sixth term back in 2016. He's been around a long time. He's as establishment as, as they come. There's no doubt about it. And an establishment guy like McCain, not thrilled with an outsider like Trump, especially the way he's coming in like the proverbial bull in a china shop. I get all that. But what really bothered me is the personal barbs toward McCain really flew from the Trumpkins when uh, McCain voted, essentially cast the deciding vote to kill the skinny repeal of Obamacare last July. I talked a little bit about the, the outset. And Trump, at a speech within the following month or so, even mocked McCain's thumb do- thumbs down gesture, You know, which is especially despicable, again, since McCain can barely lift his arms due to the torture he endured as a prisoner of war. So you're going to mimic a a, a guy's physical issues because he didn't vote the way you liked. Because Trump knows that the skinny repeal, and if they were able to get something together in a conference committee between the House version and the Senate version of the Obamacare repeal, Trump would have signed it into law, and he would have, in his mind, come out looking like a big hero. But in Trump's mind, he was denied a key piece, a key legislative victory. And that's probably what bugged him more than anything because Trump takes a lot of this stuff personally. So this is the, but the problem I had with that vote is, is the Trumpkins said, well, McCain's just using that to get back at Trump because of, uh, of the things Trump said about him, you know, which is ridiculous. And, uh, and to prove it, do you remember the uh, the the gang? I believe it was the uh, the gang of fourteen back in two thousand five. The Democrats, Democrat senators at that point, were filibustering uh, then President George W. Bush's judicial nominees because they he, they thought there were too many conservative judges. And at that point, that was pretty unprecedented to filibuster judicial nominees. Typically, the filibuster in the Senate is used for uh, for more legis- uh, legislation not for nominees, because the way it is is that you have a debate over a nominee and then you vote to invoke cloture, and at least 60 senators have to vote, have to say, okay, we vote to uh, stop the uh, hearings, cease the hearings, and now let's move to an up or down vote. Well, uh, the Democrats were filibustering Bush not judicial nominees back in 2005, and that was at that time unprecedented because it's like, wait a minute, that this is the spirit of the filibuster is typically for legislation. What are you doing filibustering judges? So the Republicans at the time, I think there was only like 55 Republicans in the Senate. They threatened the nuclear option where they said we will change the rules and then we will change the rules of the Senate and say you could it, it'll only take a simple majority to invoke cloture on judicial nominees. And, of course, there was this big freakout. Oh, you're going to kill decades, dare I say centuries of tradition. Well, John McCain was one of 14 senators. There were seven Republicans and seven Democrats. One of 14 senators to get together the gang of 14 said, okay, Republicans won't invoke the nuclear option. Let these nominees through, and then the rest of them can fall by the wayside, and President Bush will have to come up with some new nominees. I bring that up to say that John McCain enthusiastically supported Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch, and even signed on to the nuclear option to 
kill the Democrats' filibuster of Gorsuch, even though he was very loathsome to do so and did not want to do so, but he realized how irrational the Democrat senators were being. My point is to say this. If he, if it was such a personal thing against Trump, then why did he go through all of this stuff with Gorsuch to placate Trump? No, because, you know, he and Trump have this feud. But if, he, if it was a personal thing against Trump, he would have made he, – he, he had a legitimate point and a precedent to say, look, I am against the nuclear option. Go back to 2005 with George W. Bush, with whom McCain had a good relationship, actually kind of undermined him a little bit and decided to get together and allow a couple of nominees to pass through. And, and again, like I said, the rest of them to fall by the wayside. Same with the tax reform package. From what I understand, from what senators have said who are willing to go on the record, Trump was a very integral part of negotiating the tax reform package that passed late last year. Now, John McCain, once again, it was a very slim majority that that was going to get passed because no Democrats in either the House nor the Senate were going to sign on to it. So they needed pretty much every single solitary Republican vote. And McCain realized it was good for his constituents. So my point is, it's like, you can say all you want about the Trump-McCain feud, but this idea that McCain is doing things to personally antagonize Trump, I don't see that. Again, disagree with his voting record all you want. Disagree with his stance on policy all you want. Lord knows I have. You know, the the late 90s McCain-Feingold bill, which essentially inhibited uh, contributions to campaigns, which you look at it was a, is a free speech issue. Okay? That, that, got, that got put through. Things like that. Obviously, his opposition to the skinny repeal of Obamacare vehemently was against that. But why why are we at this point where people in the twilight of their life are judged by their voting record? I mean, this this shouldn't define John McCain. And if we're all planning, planning a funeral, this is a very personal thing. This is a celebration of life, essentially. So why would John McCain want someone at his funeral, even if it happens to be the president of the United States, in this case, Donald Trump, who has very clearly shown personal disdain for him? Okay, he's disagreed politically with Joe Biden and Joe Lieberman and, of course, Barack Obama, who he opposed in 2008 for for president of the United States. But it never got as personal as it has with Trump. So when someone like Charlie Kirk, you know, uh, a... Uh, Young man, 23 years old, conservative, comes out with a tweet and says, well, he wants Obama there. That tells you everything you need to know about McCain. Uh, No, no. To define a man by who he has at his funeral and then boil it down to to politics like that and being on having a different political mindset, uh, political ideology. Silly, silly. But this is where we are in today's political landscape, unfortunately. Six, five, one. 289-4488 is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions. 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. You like to laugh at me when I look at a girl. Sometimes you're crazy. Then you wonder why. I'm such a baby cause the dolphins Are you tired of those blurry photos and fuzzy snapshots of your daughter's or granddaughter's dance performances? Now you can have the best of both worlds with a professional performance portrait session from the creators of Minnesota Dance News. Go to mndanceportraits.com and fill out the form. It's that easy. Mention this ad and get 50% off the group session fee for summer portrait sessions booked through May 20th. They're booking fast, so do it today. Go to mndanceportraits.com. That's mndanceportraits.com. Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. Nineteen ninety-five comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just nineteen ninety-five or 95 cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll free. 1-800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. 
Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. Recent research even shows that in a sample of 1,200 colleges and university faculty, 53% held unfavorable feelings toward evangelical Christians, while at the same time holding favorable opinions of most other religious groups. So how do we reverse this ever-rising tide? At AM 1280 The Patriot, we believe we have a solution. AM 1280 The Patriot is proud to announce our exclusive partnership with Judson University. Through our partnership, we are excited to offer a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half, making a private Christian college education even more attractive and affordable. These tuition grants are available now. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 to learn more. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show today. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. Or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And again, we're uh, continuing to opine on the news events of this past week. But how could you... uh, how could you keep going when you're listening to Jay Giles? When was it, Jay Giles, Pat? Was that? I think it was la- around last year at this time. Jay Giles is no longer with us. But anyways, the music lives on, of course. Hey, we're uh, here to talk about, uh, like I say, some news from this past week. Uh, there were some uh, key primary races that uh, took place uh, this past uh, Tuesday some uh, key Republican primary races. Uh, I want to focus specifically on uh, a few races that were um, taking place uh, in states which Trump won in November, but which are currently held by Democrats in the U.S. Senate. And these were primaries that were taking place uh, in uh, in these states to uh, fill the Republican uh, nomination for U.S. Senate. And... Uh, I'll read uh, some excerpts. Uh, well, actually, um, I want to focus specifically on uh, these states, uh, Ohio, Indiana, and West Virginia. These were all states which Trump won pretty handily in November, and all three have Democrat senators up for re-election. You have uh, Sherrod Brown in Ohio, Joe Donnelly in Indiana, and uh, uh, Joe Manchin in West Virginia. And of those three, you'd have to surmise that West Virginia is probably the most likely to flip from Democrat to Republican. And Joe Manchin is one of these old school Democrats. He's a pretty conservative Democrat. Some call him a blue dog Democrat, Reagan Democrat, what have you. Uh, I uh, I think that um, while that's true, he's still going to be vulnerable come November because Trump is incredibly popular in the state of West Virginia. And if Trump gets involved and says, look, we are, our agenda could be strengthened. We could uh, secure the Supreme court for another generation or two. If there's another nominee that, that, that uh, re- if there's another nominee that needs to be put forth, because there's rumors, Anthony Kennedy is going to, to retire and, and Ruth Gator, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg hasn't been in the greatest of health for a while. So if Trump could fill one to two more Supreme court nominees, uh, having the Senate majority, because now, of course, after the nuclear option was invoked last year with the uh, confirmation of Neil Gorsuch, that's still in play for the rest of this uh, session as long as Republicans have control. So West Virginia is the most likely to flip. But uh, the concern going into that particular primary race 
was that the GOP voters in West Virginia were teetering on the brink of nominating their own version of Roy Moore by uh, considering the uh, nutty Don Blankenship. If you haven't heard much about Blankenship, uh, he was a guy. I'll read a couple of stories regarding Blankenship and his candidacy. Uh, He, uh, in an interview defending, he used the uh, use of the term uh, China people in a in a political ad. And he said it wasn't racist because here's his quote. Races are Negro, white, Caucasian, Hispanic, Asian. There's no mention of race. I never used a race word. The new ad comes days before Tuesday's uh, primary to take on Democrat Senator Joe Manchin in November. Blankenship faced Attorney General Patrick Morrissey and Representative Evan Jenkins. Swamp uh, Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people, Blankenship said in the new ad, a low production value, direct-to-camera, 30-second spot. While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Blankenship referred to McConnell's wife, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow. Chow's parents moved to the United States from Taiwan nearly 60 years ago and launched a shipping company from New York. McConnell told Fox News last month after Blankenship first made racially charged comments about his family, quote, my father-in-law is American who lives in New York. I don't have any comment about ridiculous observations like that. Now, the concern was is that Blankenship, for a time, was leading in this three-way Republican primary. And you saw that, and you immediately you thought of Roy Moore. It's like, this is West Virginia's version of Roy Moore if this guy somehow wins the nomination. And by the way, he was also uh, he also saddled Mitch McConnell with the uh, nickname Cocaine Mitch. Yeah, one of my goals as U.S. Senator will be to ditch Cocaine Mitch. Don Blankenship in an ad attacking Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. So... I bring this all up because President Trump came in and said, look, this is a seat in November we can very easily flip, but not if Don Blankenship is the nominee. He needs to be defeated, and thankfully he was. Uh, Don Blankenship was uh, defeated. It was uh, Attorney General, West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey that ended up winning the nomination, and he will oppose Manchin in November. So if the Republicans can flip just one seat— this November, that would pretty much guarantee they they hang on to the majority. Uh, they're still vulnerable in Arizona, uh, where Jeff Flake is not seeking reelection, and if either Joe Arpaio or uh, Kelly Ward end up getting the nomination, the Republicans are very vulnerable in that race, the Arizona race. And uh, Dean Heller, who is a rep- incumbent Republican in Nevada, he's very vulnerable. So we'll see. Uh, it would help if if the Republicans can flip this West Virginia seat. I think they've got a great shot to flip North Dakota seat. Heidi Heitkamp, uh, a lot of the majority doesn't do not believe she deserves reelection, or at least the plurality of people surveyed believe she does not uh, deserve reelection. So, if the Republicans can flip one seat, that'll go a long way for them keeping their majority. If they can flip two seats, two Senate seats, uh, I think that'll pretty much seal it. Because again, as I said many times in this program, there are thirty four U.S. Senate seats up in November twenty six are occupied by Democrats. So the Republicans could definitely put a stranglehold on the Senate. And if they even if they lose the House, you know, they, you know that would certainly be a buzzkill. But the Senate being the deliberative body and obviously very uh, vital things like con- confirming judges, they would be able to lock down the Supreme Court of the United States for a generation if, say, someone like an Anthony Kennedy moves on and they put forth another legal constructionist to take his place. And again, it's a lifetime ap- appointment. So um, that's uh, that's certainly something to consider, uh, to be sure. Um, I, again, this was uh, this was important because Indiana Joe Donnelly, yeah, he's he he might be vulnerable, but I see that Joe Donnelly is is now throwing his support by Gina Haspel, who's the uh, nominee to be CIA director. She's facing a lot of opposition uh, at this point, even from some Republicans. Uh, including the aforementioned uh, Senator John McCain, because Gina Haspel apparently in a previous role oversaw enhanced interrogation techniques, i.e. waterboarding of uh, terrorists, a technique of which uh, John McCain is vehemently opposed. So uh, I guess that uh, Joe Donnelly, this is his way of maybe trying to, to placate the Trump administration or his constituents in India. I have no idea what his rationale is for this, but you can see that these very vulnerable Democrats in states like Indiana and West Virginia, North Dakota, and Missouri 
uh, trying trying their best to to walk a fine line here. So uh, we'll definitely see what happens come November. But this was definitely a bullet dodged by the nutty Don Blankenship not getting the nominee in West Virginia. Yes, it will be Patrick Morrissey who will oppose uh, Senator Joe Manchin in this November's midterm election. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park, sorry I couldn't get your call. We need to take a break. Mark, if there's any way you could possibly hold, I promise I will take your call when we come back from the break. And anybody else that would like to call in, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Or just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show if you'd like to weigh in by Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code SAVE20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code SAVE20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code SAVE20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code SAVE20. Message and data rates may apply. Texting and roles for recurring text messages. Here's a secret couples therapists want you to know. Happy couples sleep better. I'm Trina Webster, co-founder of Z Quiet. And I'm Dan Webster. I love my husband, but his snoring was like an alarm clock waking me up all night. My snoring was pretty bad. We were desperate for a solution, and we finally found it with Z Quiet. It literally changed our lives. With Z Quiet, we wake up rested and happy, and best of all, in the same bed. Z Quiet couldn't be easier to use and works immediately. Z Quiet comes with a 30 night better sleep guarantee. You have nothing to lose. For 10 years, we've been saving relationships one night at a time. Don't wait another night. Go to getzquiet.com today. Z Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com. Try it risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Welcome back, AM 12 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in in the broadcast today. And again, I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is The King Banyan Show from 9 to 11 a.m. Saturdays on AM 1440. And on these very airways, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It's Mitch Berg on Saturdays. Mitch is on from one to three p.m. every Saturday. He is the headliner edition of the Narn. I am the closer, closing out programming Sundays from two to three p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. 
And as promised, I did want to get to Mark's call. Mark in St. Louis Park is on line one. Mark, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm glad. Thanks for taking my call. I know you're short on time. Just a couple of things earlier, John McCain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tough. He had a tough primary. I think he was against Kelly Ward. Yep. And in order to get him over the hump, he promised his constituents the repeal of uh, Affordable Health Care Act. Mm-hmm. Now, the skinny repeal wasn't a repeal, but it, that would have gone well on its way to the repeal of the of the of Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act. And he, that's what he promised his constituents. That's the first thing. Secondly, I think he was his office was responsible for the uh, for um, the Steele dossier. Yes, uh, coming I think from from I think Great Britain to the United States. Yes, they secured that. Part of that was Donald Trump rumors of him uh, engaging with Russian prostitutes. It was John McCain's office, mm-hmm. so it's clearly personal with him. You know these senators, they all have big egos, but there's sure. no doubt those two items alone that, that that's that's to me it's 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 ironclad evidence of a personal. With, with John McCain. I'll hang up and listen. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate that, Mark. Yeah, I, I thanks for bringing that up. I, I'd forgotten about the dossier. Yeah, it was a, a book that McCain has coming out. Uh, I get, um, I forget the name. Oh, here it is. The Restless Wave uh, is his book that is coming out. And yeah, he, um, he talked about how he reviewed content, contents uh, of the dossier and found the allegations disturbing, didn't know if they were true, and John McCain said, hey, I did what any concerned citizen would do. I turned it over to the FBI because I was concerned it had national security implications. I'm not going to pretend like I'm clairvoyant enough to read John McCain's mind and to say whether that was personal. It's like, well, I'm going to stick it to Trump and turn this over to the FBI and see what happens there. Uh, perhaps it was a serendipity. by it, Once he turned it over, it would put Trump in a bad light. But to say that was his sole motivation, I have no idea. People are going to you know, cast their own aspersions, and that's fine. I get that. And regarding the health care uh, repeal, I know that the skinny repeal, you're exactly right, Mark. I don't. It certainly wouldn't have accomplished what I think a lot of people hoped it would accomplish and a lot of conservatives claim been claiming for seven years that, hey, just elect me and we'll, uh, we'll repeal Obamacare. Uh, I think it's even if McCain votes for the skinny repeal, the problem is is that you have two v- dramatically different versions of that bill, the House version and the Senate version. You have to come together in conference committee. And given that each of their own versions would have barely passed, even if it had McCain voted yes on the skinny repeal, it's far, far, far from a certainty that they would have come to some agreement in conference committee. But again, uh, we don't need to relitigate that particular issue. But uh, yeah, um, th- this is the thing about John McCain. He, he just got reelected for his sixth term and Folks of Arizona kept sending him back, and uh, now, obviously, I, I, given his health, he obviously he doesn't look to be finishing this term, and he's eighty-one years old. And uh, but still, I, I just my thing is I disagree with McCain on a good number of policy issues. I can't stress that enough. But to go after the guy over his health and somehow denigrate his legacy because of thing of votes he's taken that you didn't like, and maybe the lack of nuance to some of the discussions. I, I'm just, I'm just not, uh, I don't want to go there and, and won't go there. So, but again, I appreciate Mark's phone call. Uh, we want to uh, add to the, uh, I guess we're going to add to the laundry list of excuses that uh, Hillary Clinton has for losing back in November of 2016. Yeah, there's a lot of, them. there was another one that uh, came up uh, recently and I want to bring up the story here while I'm, uh, I'm working on it. But, I mean, you you could probably, if you were to go back and think of all of the things Hillary Clinton blamed for her her election, nothing was really her fault. I mean, you know, she may have she may have said, well, you know, the old basket of deplorables come and I made and eh, maybe that was probably a, a, a little bit over the line because that's not a reflection of all of the people who voted for Trump. And yet. She continues yet. But then yet at the same time, she came out and said, well, look at look at where I won. Look at the key areas I won. These were forward thinking areas. They had the highest gross domestic product and they were successful people, whereas the people who voted for Trump, it was lower gross domestic product. And they had trouble with black people being in in power and 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 all that sort of thing. I mean, well, let's go down. Let's go down the list. I mean, obviously, she's blamed Russia. 
Uh, she's blamed the DN, uh, the DNC uh, because, you know, the DNC was having financial issues and couldn't support her the way she thought they should have. Uh, obviously, she didn't feel like Barack Obama came out and campaigned for her hard enough. She, WikiLeaks, the, the debate questions, that, that was a, that was the, that, that's the interesting one, the debate questions. After it was proven, she got a debate question leaked to her by former Clinton staffer Donna Brazile, who was working for CNN and leaked questions to Hillary Clinton ahead of time. So the fact that she uh, cited debate questions, yeah, that, that takes some chutzpah. Uh, you know, campaign financing, the coverage of the campaign, low information voters, of course, FBI Director Comey, who reopened the investigation of her, of her uh, email issues. And that's another thing. It's just like, well, why was he investigating email issues? You were the one who created the email issues by carrying a private server in your office in order to escape any kind of, if there were FOIA requests, you know, because you kept this information, sensitive information on a private server, these would, would not be susceptible to a FOIA request. And guess what? This private server unfortunately, was susceptible to a hack. And there has been proven incidents that this server was attempted to be hacked with sensitive information on it. And Director Comey, in July of 2016, even came out and said that there was definitely gross negligence in handling, handling this sensitive information. Regardless of intent, gross negligence, that's a crime. And yet you got off scot-free. But anyways... So what did what did Hillary add to the laundry list of excuses why she lost in 2016? Well, Mediate uh, had a story uh, about this during a sit-down in Australia. Hillary Clinton reflected on what may have been responsible for her defeat in the 2016 election. On Thursday, the twice-defeated presidential candidate sat down with Julia Gillard, Australia's first female prime minister, and spoke about sexism and politics Clinton had a lot to say. The former Secretary of State mentioned how men who run for office come in all sizes and shapes with all kinds of hairstyles. And they go unmentioned because you're used to seeing men in these roles and women are still breaking glass ceilings. She also invoked President Trump's attack of women like Carly Fiorina and Megyn Kelly during the election for their appearances, which she insisted was a way for him to undermine women. Well, okay, that's that much is true. But does anybody does anybody remember these umpteen debates that Trump and all of the Republican candidates went in on. I mean, for God's sakes, he had a nickname for Ted Cruz, called him Lion Ted. He constantly hurled personal insults towards Jeb Bush and said Jeb Bush's brother lied us into Iraq. Or Marco called him Little Marco. Okay, he, he hurled personal insults at everybody. It wasn't just exclusively women. So anyways, I digress. There is still a very large proportion of the population that is uneasy with women in positions of leadership, Clinton said. And so the easiest way to kind of avoid having to look at someone on her merits is to dismiss her on her looks. Gillard had told Clinton that she was referred to as a, quote, witch, close quote, and mentioned how Clinton faced lock-her-up chants during the campaign. All right, now, I will say this. I wasn't thrilled with the lock-her-up chants because it just— yeah, it had kind of a creepy overture to it, you know, the lock her up, as if a presidential candidate has the authority to hand down an order where somebody be locked up. That that That's done in dictatorships, and I have no interest in this country becoming that. So, yeah, I was uneasy with that. But, again, this had to do with how Hillary Clinton very clearly violated the law, something which, which then-FBI Director Comey acquiesced to. But he just said, we're deciding not to press forward with charges. You know, even though gross negligence is by law, okay, a crime regardless of intent. But Hillary Clinton skirted justice, and people didn't like that. People didn't like how she basically got away with blaming the Benghazi attacks. Remember September of 2012, the Benghazi attacks at the U.S. consulate there where four Americans were killed. She went out and blamed it on a YouTube video when evidence later came out that she knew darn well that it was an orchestrated terrorist attack. But yet, no consequences whatsoever. I'll read some, continue to read some quotes from Mrs. Clinton. Uh, there is this fear, there is this anger, even rage, about women seeking power, women exercising power, and people fall back on these attacks like you're a witch or you should go to prison, Clinton continued. It's not a majority, thank goodness. It's not. 
but it's a very vocal minority, at least in my country. And sometimes these tropes are very much part of the press coverage. And did Hillary Clinton ever give us a reason why she didn't campaign in Wisconsin or Michigan, a couple of states where she narrowly lost? Okay, those were 26 electoral votes. It wouldn't have been enough to give her the the election. But nevertheless, she was running up totals in a lot of these, uh, what you call these blue cities, these blue states. She was kind of running up the score. And so now she goes out there and, and, and touts how she has this, uh, has this what you call it, this uh, two and a half, three million uh, vote victory in the popular vote. But, of course, we don't elect presidents by popular vote. We elect them by electoral vote. And this was being bandied about on Twitter yesterday. And a friend of mine had sent me this study that was conducted. It was a Harvard study where uh, statistically women seeking office are seen as more power-hungry and therefore viewed more negatively than their male peers. And while that may be true, uh, it kind of rings hollow here because Hillary has blamed so many other factors that the fact she blames how people are afraid to elect a woman in a position of power, well, it rings hollow. And here's my question. When does it get to a point, then, where you can look at a woman as an awful candidate? You know, they want it both ways. They want to they want to be scrutinized and vetted as equally as male candidates. But yet when they face criticism for being an awful candidate, whether Hillary is a corrupt candidate who's skirted by with the Benghazi issue when she was secretary of state or skirted by when she was charged with gross or where it was proven she was grossly negligent with her email server in handling specifically handling sensitive information, but was never charged. Okay. Regardless if you're a man or a woman, people don't like it when there seem these uh, corruptocrats are held to a higher st- are are not held to the same standard. So my question is: is like when is it that a woman can be judged solely as being an awful candidate instead of this in st- instead of this disclaimer? Is like well, you know, uh, women that are being considered for leadership, uh, you know, people don't people look at them as power hungry and therefore they're viewed more negatively. Okay, again. That may be true, but why do, is that the go-to standard that's always going to be applied to a female candidate? Because i got to tell you, I, if, if, if it, the presidential race was between Carly Fiorina and Bernie Sanders, it's not a question. I vote for Carly Fiorina because she's aligned more ideologically with me. Someone like a Nikki Haley, who's currently the U.N. ambassador and is gaining a lot of fantastic creds in her position. Uh, Governor Susana Martinez out of New Mexico. Okay? So, I, again, I can't speak for those who may have that uh, particular mindset, uh, that look at a woman as, as power-hungry and therefore view her as more negatively if she's vying for a, a powerful position. That's unfortunate if if just even one person believes that. Okay, But, again, that doesn't excuse how Hillary Clinton was an awful candidate, and I will never believe anything but that, given how that campaign was run in 2016. Hey, we've got one final segment coming up in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, Twin Cities, Dennis Prager here. If you've been to an AM 1280 The Patriot event or to their station, then you've seen the expert work of Action Plus Sign. This local business of over 25 years specializes in vehicle graphics and wraps, storefront and lighted signs, which you can even convert to new LED and more. When it comes down to it, the folks at Action Plus are less talk and more action. They exemplify true Patriot grit. Visit them online to check out a list of all their services at actionplussign.com. Hey folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, 
but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step 1, Start Your Journey at the Weston Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th. The event will be hosted by John Quinn. John is one of the most analytical people I know. In fact, he's literally a rocket scientist, but he has the ability to teach in a way that everyone can understand, which is a great skill. Join us at the Weston Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th, and bring your family. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, check out my blog, bradcarlson.org. And I also uh, write at True North. I don't tout that website enough, and I really should. Looktruenorth.com. It is your hub for center-right conservative thought here in the Twin Cities. I dare say all all of Minnesota as well. We get some folks from uh, outstate that uh, contribute to Look True North as well. LookTrueNorth.com. Anyways, it's your one-stop shop for conservative thought here in the Twin Cities. Definitely check that out. Myself, Mitch Berg, we uh, write there frequently. And a longtime friend of the broadcast, Mark, Mr. Dilettante Hearing. Uh, Gary Gross, another longtime friend of the broadcast. He contributes there. Larry Culp. Some fantastic writers there. I hate to start naming names because inevitably I'm going to leave leave someone out. Well, just go there. LookTrueNorth.com and uh, see what the fuss is all about. Uh, I only got about five minutes to go. I did want to, again, wish all of you moms a very, very happy Mother's Day. Uh, I can't emphasize it enough. Uh, you definitely deserve more than one day. But, again, hopefully this day is everything that you expect and, most importantly, everything you deserve. Because I tell you what uh, what, what moms uh, have to do and and. and and uh, and the role that they have in in yeah, in a nuclear family. I mean, I know that it's not as traditional as way back when, where there's a mom and a dad and and the kids. And you know, dad is obviously the primary breadwinner, and mom is is the homemaker taking care of the kids. I mean, that's still the case with with a good number of families. Uh, I know, but in, in this day and age, it's 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 different. I mean, I know I've got plenty of friends where mom is the primary breadwinner and dad is the home dad taking care of the kids, and the roles are reversed, and they and they do do a great job in their roles as parents, regardless. But this is still Mother's Day, and uh, I can only tell you that uh, I appreciate my mom with each passing year of my life, and particularly given everything she had to endure when uh, my brother and I were growing up. I've told the story before. My mom was 30 years old when her and my dad divorced, and I was three years old. My younger brother was one years old, and within about a year, my dad moved away from the Twin Cities to California, where he's been ever since. He moved to California in 1973. He's been there ever since. So we didn't even have a dad on the weekends. So my mom had to serve both roles as both kind of the father figure and the uh, and the mother figure as well. And I, I can't say that, you know, my mom ever sat down with my brother and I and just imparted wisdom and said, okay, here are some of the things you're going to face as you, you know, when we've, reach milestones in life. You know, the first time we were going to school, you know, when we first got to kindergarten or when we were into middle school or high school or college, you know, my mom wasn't the type who would sit down and try to impart wisdom. But she would be there if we ever, you know, had concerns. And she'd try to help us through them as much as she could. Now, my mom went to a two-year business school. 
and got her degree and worked at 3M Corporation. And then when her and my dad got married and, and, and just before I came along, she was going to stay home and raise the kids. And my brother and I came along. Well, like I say, when I was three and my brother was one, you know, all of a sudden mom has to figure out how to try to make ends meet. And within a, within a couple of years, her old job at 3M called and said, you know, we'd love to have you come back. And she came back and worked there until 2001 or 2002, I believe. And then she was able to retire in financial dignity. See, my mom was always a long-term thinker. You know, we lived in it. My brother and I grew up in a two-bedroom apartment from the time we were ages, ages, uh, from the time I was age six until 17, 11 years within this two-bedroom apartment. And we'd always ask, Mom, why can't we have a house? Our friends have houses. Our friends have houses. Our friends have their own bedrooms. And da, da, da. Why do we have to live in this little apartment? And Mom was thinking long-term. You know, she was squirreling away money for college. She never want. She never had a credit card. Never had a credit card. Had it like a J.C. Penney's card. So she was very good financially. Whenever she needed a new car, she could write a check for a new car. And then finally, when I was age seventeen and my brother was age fifteen, we got our own home. It was a townhome, about sixteen, seventeen hundred square feet. But you know what? It might as well been a ten thousand square foot home on a sprawling estate because my brother and I finally had our own bedroom. You know, and that's some of the lessons she taught us. This is like the delayed gratification. Hey, this is a struggle. This isn't fun. But you know what? It's worth it. There is that light at the end of the tunnel. There is that uh, that diamond in the rough, so to speak. And guess what? When it came time to go to college, I didn't have to take out exorbitant student loans. People, you know, I have friends my age still paying off student loans. Okay? I didn't have that because my mom squirreled enough money away where, you know, I had to pay part of my own way, but not all of it. And my mom was a tremendous help in that. Because she had this long-term vision. She wasn't going to sacrifice our well-being long-term you know, for some short-term fun. And she, her sole mission was so that her boys could have an opportunity to have it better than she did. She didn't need to have the big house. But you know what? She invested in us and in our lives so we could have that if we wanted. And uh, I'll be forever grateful for that. So, Mom, I love you. And if you're listening, I'm going to talk to you in about 10 minutes as I normally do when I'm uh, on my way out from the show. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've had a blast. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Celebrate spring today with Lucky's and Old Dutch Chips. Stop in, get a free big bag of 10-ounce chips only at Lucky Station. It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Celebrations and good weather go together. Whether it's parties, promotions, or graduations, Lucky's and Old Dutch would like to be a part of your celebration. That's why we're offering a free bag of 10-ounce Old Dutch chips with any Lucky's purchase. Just mention AM 1280, The Patriot. Celebrate spring with Lucky's and Old Dutch. Come by today and get your free 10-ounce bag of chips. Big parties, big events, big savings, only at Lucky's. Lucky's Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky's Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Now there's a Lucky's Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Visit LuckyStations.com or your neighborhood store. Advantage Auto Glass is hiring. Advantage Auto Glass is a family-owned company. Because of their success, they're looking to hire even more experienced auto glass installers. So if you or anyone you know installs auto glass, call 952-423-6396. 
Advantage Auto Glass installers are the heart, soul, and face of their business and are treated accordingly. At Advantage Auto Glass, you'll receive group medical, top pay, savings plan, paid vacations and holidays, a family-friendly schedule, and a company van. Advantage Auto Glass technicians start at $25 an hour plus earn $37.50 an hour overtime. When you work for Advantage Auto Glass, you're part of the family. So if you or someone you know are an experienced auto glass technician, call 952-423-6396 today or check them out at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's 952-423-6396 or ReplaceMyWindshield.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 